Hey guys, in this video, I'm going to tell you how you can tell if you have Asperger's syndrome, and here are the top five signs that I know of to help you along the way. Coming up. Hey guys, welcome back to the Aspie world. My name is Dan. I have autism, ADHD, OCD, and dyslexia, and I make weekly videos all about this type of content. So if you're new around here and you'd like to learn more about Asperger's syndrome, please make sure to hit that subscribe button by clicking the notification bell below. And if you're watching over on Facebook, be sure to give this page a like and a follow to see more videos just like this one. Okay guys, well before we get started, let me know if you are a person looking to diagnose yourself or looking to diagnose somebody else in the comments down below. I'd read and respond to every single comment. So please do that now, let's have a chat. Okay guys, so you think you might have Asperger's syndrome or you're looking for somebody else and you think they have Asperger's syndrome. Well, it's good job that you are here because I have a diagnosis of Asperger's syndrome and I have listed out five of the most common signs of Asperger's syndrome where how you can really quickly identify if somebody is on the spectrum or not using this kind of uh, outline. This is not an official test, but this is a good way to indicate to you that, okay, maybe I should go and see a specialist because my kid or myself act in this way. Right. Let's get started. Oh, actually, before I forget, I do content on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. So if you've got any of those platforms and want to follow me, go follow me right now. Also, Instagram is a good one because if you want to hit me up on the DMs, I also reply to every message on there. So if you want to contact me, that's probably the best way to do it. Okay, let's jump straight in to my list. So number one is the love of routine. Now, people with Asperger's syndrome love repetitive routine, getting up the same time every day, going downstairs, sitting on the same chair every day, eating the same cereal every single day and watching the same show every single morning. That is them in a nutshell. You know, they wear the same clothes every day, they like the same foods all the time, they go to the same places all the time. It's basically a all-rounder routine that is comfortable and is familiar to them because people on the autism spectrum don't like change in their routine. They don't like, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, things that they can't control, like uh, surprises in their road. So when you have a routine, there's not going to be anything that's going to just pop out as a surprise because you already know all the stuff that's on it because you do it every single day. You do it day in, day out. No surprises. Super easy to deal with. Love it. So number two is obsessive interest. Now people with Asperger's syndrome will have an obsessive interest. Now an obsessive interest is basically where the person has a topic of interest. It could be like, you know, Pokemon or Tamagotchis or Minecraft or Harry Potter or whatever. And they'll, they'll learn everything there is to know about it. They'll learn everything they know. They'll, they'll, they'll buy every book, every t-shirt. They'll go to the place where it was created. They'll know all the backstories of every character and know every individual tiny little detail because their obsessive interest is their mind's way of engaging with something that's really keeping their focus engaged in something that is, is building their mind. And, and it's just a fantastic thing to do. So you've got to hit that thumbs up button if you know somebody who's like got every single kind of like Pokemon t-shirt in the world or knows everything about Minecraft and your loft garage or basement is full right now of Minecraft books or like My Little Ponies or something. I know exactly what you're talking about. You've got to give this video a thumbs up because I, it's, you know what I'm saying now. I, I see you, mum. I see you doing this right now. I see you laughing at this video. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm saying, right? Because obsessive interests are really cool. Um, you know, and, and it's it's not a bad thing. It's a really good thing if you treat it in a good way. Now, I actually did a, a free webinar course all about help for parents and caregivers of people on the spectrum. Now, if you want to check that out, if parents and uh, the carers are watching this video right now and want to check out the free web class I did specifically for them to help ease people's lives with autism, there is a link in the card above 
a link in the end card and in the description below where you can get your hands on that course uh, and you can just take it. It's for free uh, and it's awesome. So yeah, check that out. Okay, so number three is bad eye contact. Now, bad eye contact basically means what it says on the tin. People who have Asperger's syndrome have a real bad difficulty making eye contact, maintaining eye contact, and keeping eye contact with people. Now, bad eye contact could be a countering factor to the fact that people on the autism spectrum have a difficulty with social situations. Now those social situations may cause issues with like trying to look people in the eyes and keeping and maintaining eye contact with people because that's a socially um, understood convention and obviously if you don't understand social conventions then well how on earth are you supposed to ever understand to you know, maintain eye contact. Look absolutely right in the eyes. Make sure that eye contact is part of a everyday conversation. It's very difficult for someone on the autism spectrum, especially people like diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, to actually maintain that eye contact. Okay, number four, this is really interesting. This one impacts my life probably more than any other, and this is following instructions and issues with following instructions. Now, people diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, like myself, will have issues following instructions. Now, you might think that following instructions is really simple. You could just like, tell somebody to go and do something, and you say, do this, 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 and this, and you go and do it. Well, in actual fact, it's very difficult. For a start, if you just give somebody instructions that are verbal instructions, and their brain can't process the way that the verbal instruction then goes into a physical command, then they're never gonna be able to do that. Now, that's exactly what happens with me and autism in general, where if you ask someone with an autism spectrum condition to do something specifically in a list format, or an instructional format, they may have difficulty Trying to trying to process what you're actually asking. So actually I asked my girlfriend uh, quite a few times I said to her like, oh, can you tell me again? Tell me again what you need and then we'll write it down or we'll draw a picture Now this is the best way to overcome this uh, you can just actually draw pictures of what you want But also list formats in um, text sometimes don't work either because it's just as confusing and difficult Because people on the autism spectrum are quite visual thinkers and they like to see things Visually and, and kind of like notice that oh yeah, that's how it is anyway that is one of the most common ways that you can figure out if you are on the autism spectrum because having that issue with the communicative part of your brain and the social part is definitely impacting the way that you follow instructions and understand instructions and this also could be down to like following cooking instructions on a packet or a recipe or a remedy so this is a big one now we're getting down to number five the big old number five but if you think that this video is helping or can help somebody else please try and share it on facebook and twitter or instagram or wherever you feel is a good place to share it because i feel like if we can share and tag people in this the more people can be helped and that would just be fantastic so please go ahead and do that right now and uh, yeah let's get on with number five. Okay, so this is an interesting one, probably the biggest one out of all of them that impact everybody on the spectrum in pretty much the same way. Now, this is issues with social communication. Now, social communication isn't just the fact that, you know, you go to see a friend, you ask how they are, they ask how you are, and you shake hands, you know, that's not social communication. That is a form of social communication. That's not all of it. You know, it's said that we actually communicate 70% of our lives without actually speaking. So, you know, 70%, which is the outstanding majority of communications, then without actually talking, which is difficult, especially people who are autistic, who actually like uh, more verbal conversation uh, and or maybe picture conversation. So, this is an issue. Now the issue is basically this, when you were growing up and you're understanding like different social situations and social conventions, you kind of pick up on those because it's just a learning process that people do as they learn and express themselves if they are developing typically with neurotypical brain conditions. Now, the problem that autism and autistic people have is that when you're developing, your brain is 
wired a little bit differently, so it's having a difficult time understanding the world around you, let alone social issues, let alone social conventions within social circles that you're already having difficulties with. So you may not have a chance to pick those up. I mean, some people may pick them up. I'm not saying they're gonna be able to uh, not notice any of them, but most people would just have a little bit that they may pick up. The bigger picture, like jokes and sarcasm and knowing how far to stand away from your friend or knowing you know, when to shake someone's hand, knowing the appropriate language to use in front of somebody, knowing like where there's a filter where you don't say certain things in front of certain people or you don't, um, you know, you have a respect for authoritarian figures and you have certain things that you're allowed to say to them but not, you know, this is all very confusing. And it may be that it's sounding quite trivial but for people on the autism spectrum, this is very difficult. So this is another way, if you talk with no filter, if you're loud and people say your volume is wrong, if people say you stand too close and you don't understand personal space, these are all huge social conventions, especially hand gestures and like, you know, just small social gestures really, those things are really difficult to pick up on, especially if you're on the autism spectrum and that really, really does suck. So guys, if you are enjoying this video, please make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out another one and I will see you next time, guys. Peace. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, please share this with anybody and everyone who you think can get some benefit from it. And also, I know a bunch of you guys who haven't already subscribed to this podcast, but listen, so please go over and subscribe to it now so you don't miss an episode. Also, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's at the Aspie World. The, T-H-E, Aspie, A-S-P-I-E, and then World, W-O-R-L-D. So the Aspie World. All right, guys, thanks.